morning, TJ. Good morning to you, Chris. What's up? It is Thursday, 11.46 a.m. I'm, I'm drinking matcha right now. I'm ready to go. Thank God. You know, I've, I've had a busy morning already. I did some interval sprinting and then and then quickly toweled off and drove over to beautiful uh, Burbank to see my man Eli to get a, a fade before he... Uh, headed off to Las Vegas to gamble the money I just gave him on an MMA fight. I mean, that's exactly what I want my barbers to be doing. I agree. Yeah, I agree. So I, I had to I had to level with him up front. I know nothing about MMA. Please don't try to talk to me about it. And he complied with that. You kind of look like you might have an interest in an MMA, but I guess after talking to you for you know maybe about 30 <laughs> seconds, you would quickly realize that that's not your bag, baby. To be fair, the 10,000 Maniacs t-shirt could be a giveaway that I am a pussy. Um, I'm not. I'm not 100 sure. I don't know if I don't know if my barber Eli knows who they are. Um, mm-hmm. So, but, but yes, you're right. I'm. I, I do. Um, I don't give off um, big grappler energy. You're not a member of the the gentleman's fighting club of Highland Park, is what you're saying? Uh, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. Uh, luckily for you, or your ass would be grass, bro. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I would love, you know, once, once I get this hip flexor worked out, I would love to take you, uh, take you down, you know, with all of my grapples that I've picked up from, you know, years of living in OC. I don't think hanging, I don't think <laughs> hanging out with people that wear Ruka is going to get you where you want to go on the mat. It Jason. doesn't, but it gets, it gets me further than where you're at, Chris. It gets me that's, far that's, enough that's, to, that's, to, to tap your little bitch ass out. I mean, I think you could probably tap me. Nav voice. I mean, should we just fight for money a la Jake Paul? I mean, I'm for it. I, I think if we both, I mean, we basically spar three times a week for a small penance. You know, maybe it's time to really get the bag. Let's go to Texas and do a fight. Well, I think Jake Paul has switched now from boxing uh, YouTubers to now unboxing packages of Pokemon cards. Look, Jake Paul knows how to get bread. Yeah, him him and Aoki are both on this wave of Pokemon unboxing where like you buy a box of Pokemon cards from you know like a vintage box yeah yeah, yeah of like first box. edition or whatever like a box of them is like 40 40 grand or something like that and then they just record themselves opening the box and being like oh we got a fucking squirtle that's fucking lit and then you know they make millions of dollars off of this somehow i don't understand it i don't understand any of this dumb shit that's going on and i just i, that, I just don't even i can't be bothered with nfts pokemons um mma any of this any of this stuff bro i just can't be bothered and call me old-fashioned but that's that's just where i'm at man yeah um, we are old-fashioned but I'm, I'm doing my best to learn i know that i'm one one of these days i am going to make a little bit of money off of nfts i don't know what it is yet we will see but I will break. I'll make sure to break you off, though, Chris. I would love that. You know, I was listening to uh, the the Joe Budden podcast this morning, as I do, mm-hmm. and um, as an entrepreneurial, why wouldn't yeah, you? Yeah, he's Joe Budden is my Gary V. Um, and Joe Budden said that he has a driver, so and he also has a chef. So I think I mean, bro, what are we doing wrong? Like we got, we're just not. Well, so when Tim he says Dillon, he has Tim a driver, Dillon's got a G wagon. <laughs> Tim Dillon's got a G wagon. Joe Rogan's rich. Like these come town guys are making half a million bucks. What are we doing wrong besides not digitally panhandling? The, I think that's the only thing, really. The you God know all damn of, it. all of these like like um yeah, Tim Dillon makes about a hundred grand off of Patreon every month. So that's one point two million a year from only patreon then he also does like 10 different ad reads he'll do live shows stand up you know whatever else on top of that so you know he's he's making a couple billion a year at least yeah maybe even a maybe even like a tv appearance where we could be looking at 1.5 1.6 minimum yeah and come town they're they're doing you know they're almost making a million a year off of patreon that's something to sink your sink your dick into isn't it do you think any of those come town guys have a driver that'd be pretty cool if they did (laughs) Uh, it would be cool. Do you think? Do you think that that a guy on a Revel scooter picks them up and takes them to and from the studio in Bushwick? <laughs> you know, uh, actually, I was talking about this with my life partner because when we were coming back from our trip to Hawaii, like we went to the lift at LAX or like the Uber lift area at LAX. Yeah, and we were talking with some like some ladies from Orange County who were just coming back as well, and they're like, 
Does, is is your Lyft on Uber also saying that it's going to cost like $90 to get home? And we looked and it, and it was like expensive as fuck. It would have been the same money to rent a car service from, from Glendale to LAX. It's 90 bucks. A guy comes through with like a nice, clean, brand new whip. Fiji's in the in the cup holder. Mm. You know, it, every it's a it's a perfect experience. You know, tip him twenty bucks, of course, whatever. But like to have that versus you know the same amount of money to sit in the back of someone's fucking nasty ass car, like all kinds no. of Cheerios right, and shit right. on the seat. And, and my girlfriend was like, "Why don't we just get a fucking like we can just get a driver? There's got to be someone out there who's got like a a Lincoln Town car from two thousand four. He doesn't have a whole lot going on his plate. Give the guy whatever like." 500 bucks a month and this li- this li- this literally sounds like what you would be doing if I didn't come along. So continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we have, you know, it's dope cuz they have a program that lets you like work to own the car as well, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like after after 5 years, this this Kia Soul will be mine, dog. I mean <laughs> But I mean, it, it, it is kind of it is oh, ridiculous because they like obviously Lyft is a is a cheap way to you know like oh I need to go get home from the cha cha it's going to cost eleven dollars and whatever it's fine but like yeah 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 you know airport rides when you're when you're getting a ride home from the airport it's basically just saying like I'm going to you know bend over and take this ding dong bro like you you have no choice you 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 want to you're you at do, the airport you, you no want to go home if it's fifty bucks. If it's 150 bucks, if it's 400 bucks, what are you, you going to do? Get home that's I, why that's why we need to normalize getting a driver. Thank you Joe Budden once again on the front lines, uh not only defending and 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 advocating for creators rights, but also um normalizing <laughs> having a driver. I don't I don't think he has a driver because he wants to. I think he has a driver because he has to, to be like DUI. some type of like <laughs> court. <laughs> it's a court mandate or he's like has like a weird like he's afraid to drive, you know, something he has like some some type of issue going on. And I'm sure the driver that that he has is like his little homie from the block who, you know, he basically just he pays pays him in fucking jeans, you know. Do you think first of all Joe Bunn is not known for his fashion sense, so I wouldn't even want I wouldn't want his hand me down ball minds. Uh <laughs> Well, do you, do you think that we have a little shooter in our life that could be our driver? You know, because of course, I, you know, my, my car is big enough for both of us to. You know, I I could obviously I would allow you to sit shotgun because you need the leg space, and then I could just kind of take up the back two rows, and we could be typing and stuff on the way to the office. <laughs> you know, and that that seems like a that seems like a better use of our time. Does it not? Yeah, that sounds like a great idea, and I and I can't wait together. But I do love the art of driving, mm. and you do have a BMW, Chris, and that is the ultimate machine. So it's going to be hard to be driven around. I'm good, bro. I'm good. I want to sit in the third row. I'm an ETA whore as well, and if if I, I type in the destination into Waze, and it's like you will be there at 2:47 p.m., I'm like challenge accepted. It's it's going to be 2:43. Jason, I'll run a couple goal- reds. My goal for you is to, uh, instead of treating life like a video game with ways, is to be so busy that you have to be tethered to the machine at all times. And that 15-minute drive to the office, to the to the to the how long gone uh, world headquarters slash studios, mm-hmm. should be a, pro- a productive time. We will. The, the car does have Wi-Fi, okay. So don't worry about that. Don't worry okay, about that. that. Is nice. It is so equipped. Then, so then it's I equipped should with be... Wi-Fi, okay, and Bluetooth technology. I it should, does have both. I should be doing Joe Rogan style weekend driving where I take the McLaren out um, up to Malibu yeah. and do some laps around. Exactly. You know, before you know, before I got to take the kids to soccer practice. Speaking of speaking of Joe Rogan, um, you know, Jason, we joked about our Texas tour on on the last episode uh, of of this podcast, and mm-hmm. un- unfortunately for you, it sounds like it might be time. The response is <laughs> deafening. Uh, so so our our Texas familia is. Is, has, Texas, is speaking up. Texas, TJ Texas Hive has stood up. They have tipped their 10 gallon and they said, mm-hmm. come through. And okay. I think the idea of us renting an F 150, getting some cowboy boots and taking our little show on the road mm-hmm. could not only be fun, but even profitable. Well, I mean, I don't know if it's cowboy boots. Now that, now that Texas has become, you know, an Elon Allbirds. Musk, it's going to have to. I strap my all birds on one leg at a time, brother. The content creation of you and I in Patagonia vest and all birds riding horses through the <laughs> through the outback is, I mean, dude, that is really something. Mm-hmm. I just think there's something here that we should explore a little more. Okay, you know what well, I mean? maybe um, we can we can try and have it coincide with the next time Elon Musk blows up a rocket or something like that. 
I don't want to give Elon any more shine. That's your guy, bro. I, I'm not trying to do all that. Well, it's, like, it's, fuck, it's fuck quite, Elon. It's quite the opposite, Chris. I mean, I want to be there to see some of his failures happen. Not, I, I, I didn't say have a rocket successfully take off. I'm saying I want it to blow up on impact, mm. Challenger style. Oh, oh okay. If Elon dies and I can be there for that, I'm interested in that. Yeah, <laughs> you want that, Elon that sounds- to die. <laughs> No, I don't want him to die, but maybe hurt himself a little. You, you know, want, what I you mean? want like him to maybe... be injured enough to where he starts making some big decisions about his life. Yeah, I'd like him to think twice, you know, uh, before he talks shit about how long gone again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because I don't want to have to. I don't want to have to throw hands with Elon. Because you know that little he his head. He looks like fucking. He looks like what's the baby Tommy Pickles? That's what <laughs> Elon looks like. Elon looks like mm-hmm. picklehead. Shout outs to Grillos. We know you're listening. Best pickles in the <laughs> game right now. Well, I mean, to that, you know, uh, <laughs> in addition to that, I would love to get um, Grimes on the podcast. So, you know, Grimes on How Long Gone Challenge. Speak for yourself. That's the last person I want to talk to. She came perfectly put a sentence together. Actually, she would just talk about herself for an hour uninterrupted, just bars. She just she just made six million dollars in about an hour. I know selling some uh, NFTs. That sounds I know. like something I'd like to that, talk about. I guarantee you, she couldn't even explain that to us in a way that we would understand because either she's too smart or we're too dumb. You pick. I don't want to be the guy who always says a little bit from column A, a little bit from column B, but that's that's a textbook column situation, right okay. there. <laughs> textbook column situation. Uh, I don't understand what she's relevant for besides being crazy. Because like the music, I, I can't name one song, and neither can you. She's the Rita Ora of Pitchfork. Mm, I disagree. I like a lot of Grimes songs. Oblivion, the number one. Mm. Okay. Oh, okay. I sorry. I, and the, I guess I and the delete for forever song that appeared on everyone's best of list for the year. I don't. I mean, I don't. I'm not a. I'm not a Grimes stand by any means. But sounds like you're standing. Um. But let's enough talking about Grimes. Uh. Let's talk about our guest today, Jason. Um. Acclaimed author Lauren Euler is uh joining us today. Her her debut novel, Fake Accounts, has been uh garnering a lot of great press. She also is known for her scathing and sometimes positive uh, book reviews uh, for the London Review of Books, the New Yorker, uh, New York Times Magazine, Harper's Book Forum, and of course, The Cut. Um, but all of that, all of that being said, Lauren is also, and I, I, I know this, uh, from following her on Twitter for a long time, but she's, she's six feet tall, Jason. She's long and lean, just like big TJ. Exactly. So she's, I, I'm glad that she's joined the ranks of, of just another tall guest joining us mm-hmm. on the pro on the program today mm-hmm. to talk about her book her book which i've actually i have read i got my advanced copy and i really enjoyed it and unfortunately she likes berlin so we'll have to investigate that because we just keep coming up on that yeah there is a there is definitely a through line of uh intelligent female authors who spend a little time in berlin huh we need to unpack that and what that does i haven't been able to sleep a wink let's I'm, give her a motherfucking buzz <laughs> let's give her a bloody jingle so you said you were doing some homework. Does that mean you were listening to the show or you were just kind of studying up on some current events that we might bring up? I was listening to the show. I was drinking a beer that I left in my bedroom. Um, oh. uh, and I was um, doing squats to get into the mindset of you wow. guys. And no, I wasn't, doing, I wasn't doing squats. I wasn't doing squats. Uh, but I was reading the Roe article on the cut, which I did not finish. And I read Nomi's article about Jurgen Teller, but that's because I wanted to read it anyway. Well, let's talk. Well, first of all, let's talk about your <laughs> 3 p.m. weekday beer. What, oh, yeah. what brand are we? What brand are we using? Uh, I'm in Ithaca, so I'm drinking a Flower Power. Uh, and uh, <laughs> don't say Flower Power like it's a thing that we all know. Oh, it's yeah. a, it's. The Ithaca Brewery makes a really good IPA called the Flower Power. It's great. Uh, highly recommended as a beer. And okay. I don't usually drink a beer in the afternoon, but, you know, I'm in the fun phase of the of the media mm-hmm. circuit. So I was like, why not? You know, they're fun. It was like half a beer. So it's... No judgment here. I I'm I love to <laughs> sit back local IPAs as well. So what are you doing in Ithaca? Because I was about to say, this place looks spacious. So I'm, I'm trying to... Are you finding yourself or just you had to sequester to do all the press? Oh, uh, my boyfriend is a professor and he has a job up here. So we just moved. We were moving here anyway. So I try to be like, we didn't move here because of the pandemic. We have a serious reason. Um, but that's why I'm here. And yeah, the apartment is nice. It's in this Victorian house. So like if you hear the well, neighbors 
there it's, 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 it's Ithaca. It should be free. They should pay you to live there. <laughs> it's my... expensive. Do you know, it's not even that much cheaper. It's obviously, it's obviously cheaper, but like the deals are not mind blowing. It's kind what of is the, what is, disappointing. What, what college is there? Cornell. That's right. Yeah. And Ithaca every- College. So they both, they've got like a lock on rentals, which is really annoying. I, I've actually been there before. Oh. Unfortunately, um, in the in the middle of winter, and I got to say, you're a braver soldier than me. Oh yeah, it's it's. I mean, the snow has been melting actually, so that's kind of nice. I've learned all all sorts about snow. They get lake effect snow, which is a different kind of snow than your typical. You said lake lake effect snow. Lake effect, yeah. Could you expand on that, my sister? I cannot expand on it scientifically, (laughs) but I can expand on it spiritually, which is that I'm like looking outside (laughs) as if it's snowing. Um, It like seems to just float in out of nowhere and then like go away and it doesn't really accumulate, but it is kind of pretty. And for that reason, also it rains in a similar way, which also sucks. Sounds sounds kind of like a house cat. Yeah, (laughs) sure. It floats in, floats out. You have to take care of it. Mm -hmm. Uh, How are you, how are you adjusting to small town life? I mean, well, I did read in, in my um, obviously extensive research for this program that you are from West Virginia, um, yeah. which is truly the backwoods. So it does. It's probably not. It's probably not unfamiliar for you to, to, to the slower pace of life is what I'm saying. Well, it's like I don't know. I lived like in a s- subdivision, mm-hmm. like off the interstate. So this is extremely pleasant. There's you know there's a down. I live downtown, so I can walk around. I can walk to the grocery store. I walk to the gym. Um, also, another thing, the pandemic, everything's pretty much open here, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hell yeah! You know, yeah. I have heard reports. I've heard reports. Can you confirm that COVID nineteen is over? I'm hearing reports that it's over. Can you oh. say? Can you confirm that it's over on this podcast? Um, please, I can't. Laura, you know, please. Is it over? No. <laughs> No, because Please, my family. I know. <laughs> as soon as we can, I want to go to Europe very badly. This is my. I'm extremely spoiled, and I'm like, if I can go to Europe, then it's over. But until that point, I'm not going to say so. However, I do know someone who got a vaccine yesterday. Mm. Do you guys have vaccines? No, my mom and my brother both have both have both of the Fauciaches though. So oh. every, everyone in my immediate family has been microchipped by Bill Gates. I am, of course, holding strong. I yeah. unfortunately, my, my immune system is so strong that I feel like it. it I just I don't even know if the if the vaccine will work on me. You know? <laughs> yeah. It just won't take. Do you think the vaccine could bounce off of me like a like a rubber bullet? You well, know, not, like because it's, it's going to make it worse. It's going to make the pandemic worse. Shit. Um, good point. Good point. I need yeah. to rethink that. I need to rethink that. So I should get the vaccine. Is what you're saying? Well, for science. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay got happens. it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. I might have to seek out a specialist for this. I, I don't. I feel like maybe there was one in Mississippi or Texas that I could find to, to give me the shot. The strongest guy. You got, You also yeah. need like a really strong guy to do it. I want a strong Southern man to kind of pierce me. The perks of COVID. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Where, I didn't uh, know. We're in um, West Virginia. Where are you from, Lauren? I'm from Hurricane, West Virginia. Um, hold on, hold on, hold on. Is that yeah? Are you just West saying? Are, are you just saying no, hurricane say like a southern person? But that's how they say it. Hurricane. Hurricane. So Hurricane. you are confirming that you're say saying the word hurricane. Hurricane, yes, like, like the weather hurricane. pattern. Mm-hmm. There's also a tornado, but it's pronounced normally. I think. Um, but yeah. Okay, so Hurricane, Hurricane West Virginia. Why would you ever want to leave? Huntington. It's near Huntington. Oh, uh, Huntington, of course. Yes. My, yeah. My grandma and, and a lot of my family is from West Virginia. I went there one time. Oh. And not a whole lot to do out there. Obviously, I wasn't familiar with ramp season as I am now, but I know that there's a ramps aplenty in West really? Virginia. Is that, how, I never that? encountered a ramp until I moved to Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not talking. We're not talking about a quarter pipe. Just All right, to be clear. Tony we're Hawk. talking about yeah, yeah. the little, okay. the firm, the, the little. They're firm. We're talking right? about they're they're talking ferns. about the the boutique fern in, yes. ingredient that could be found. Yes. At, at, Where in West Virginia are your family from? I don't freaking remember. But I, yeah. I know I went there once, and there's all the only thing that they did was watch golf on television, and then okay. you, and then you just kind of sit out on the porch, and then you know someone's job is to like pick the tips off of the green beans, and you know stuff like that. Yeah, sounds but I didn't. Good. That sounds nice. Like we uh, didn't. There's no farming involved in my experience, so I don't know. My grandparents had horses. Are you a recovering horse girl? 
No, I couldn't. Okay. I would never. And I would. It was. So, it's so fucking boring. Have you ever been around horses? They like. You just like. It. You spend like thirty minutes like putting the saddle on the talk horse, shit, and then you have to fucking watch them like do the yeah, but, stuff, and then but, and they're not even like doing competitive whatever the no, call. they're just like going around in a circle and then the horse can fucking kill you at any minute they don't build a bond like they're like you have to respect the beauty of the horse that's, that's but kind actually, of part of the fun lord it's gonna kick you right? the like, risk yes i mean i you know but the horse lifestyle you know the hermes saddle all of the hot chicks the tall leather boots it's pretty cool if you if you just take it at a surface level i think that's a very small subset of the horse community though chris yeah luckily luckily for me jason that's the only subset i've ever been exposed to um so i i could that you are a lucky girl yeah i couldn't talk about these ranch hands you know what i mean (laughs) i'm not i'm not familiar with with that style but i i do think that the, you know, I was almost kicked violently by a horse, Lauren, so I can relate to this. My uncle did have horses on his property, and I was almost marred by a, a mare, if you yeah, will. Well. And, 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 Jesus and I, it stuck with me for a long time, and I am terrified of horses. So I, yeah. I recognize. Yeah, or they like, I don't know. I think I was around when someone got kicked by a horse. I didn't watch it, but like it was like they got kicked by a horse, and it was this big thing. And they're, they ha- But they have to, I mean, the scent, you have to get back on the... You have to get back on the saddle or whatever. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. Yeah. Like, why would you do that? Like, uh, like, no, why, you don't. Why would you do it? <laughs> Actually, no, you don't. <laughs> you think about these cliches for a second; they're all lies. They're a little outdated, uh, sure. Yeah, yeah. What were you doing in high school? Just AP English and shit, or like, yeah, were you AP, out smoking both, grass? Both AP English, no grass. Uh, worked at Kmart. What the fucking department phone. were you in? Were you selling Kathy Ireland original? No, I was just checkout stuff, and I couldn't cashier work. And I couldn't sell the beer because I was not eighteen. Yeah, and that made you want it even more. They would make you. It made me. I don't know. They would make you like fold all the terrible shirts when no one was there because no one was ever there because they were about to go out of business and (laughs) all this terrible stuff. And then in my free time, I would hang out in the Taco Bell parking lot. Well, you know, you're talking to two guys who spent a lot of time in parking lots with other men, uh, just standing around, kind of, you know, shooting the shit. Yeah, that's actually decently similar. I, I, I was working at Sears in those high school years, and then I would go sit in the parking lot of a restaurant called Del Taco. Okay. And, you know, either try to fight people or touch a tit. Yeah. <laughs> There's only two things to do. Mm-hmm. What were you... What kind of tunes were you listening to, though? Because I, I feel like oh. you might have been. Were you a goth chick, or were you just a regular old cheerleader? Thanks for type? that. I was neither of those. Um, I was. Are you saying? Are you saying you were just a nerd? <laughs> I wasn't. I don't know that I was quite a nerd because I also disdained. You know, like the nerds were like band doing band, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't do that either. Um, I think nerds can do a little more than band, but continue. Okay, well, I was like a high achieving like. <laughs> outsider but i had i was one of these obnoxious like i was like getting into yale and so i did that um and like, I had what kind of music were you listening to in high school uh, bitch i don't know i was getting into yale yeah what is the soundtrack to, bad, to yale bad music like i was listening to horrible um okay so i'm 30 years old i was born in 1990 so this is the context mm-hmm. but i was listening to like bad like pop punk and like emo but not even pop emo like not real emo mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and like let's, whatever let's, was hold on, on the radio. hold on let's dip into that a little more let's okay. name some artists <laughs> okay. please like well, are we talking artists. fallout boy my chemical romance or are you going deeper than that um, I think a bit deeper, but not that much deeper. Like I wouldn't, pur- I wouldn't purport to have a real knowledge of, mm-hmm. of different so bands. So were you, were you but banging, taking back Sunday in the Jetta? Or taking, no? yeah, taking back Sunday. I was driving a Toyota Corolla. Thank you very much. Let's go. Uh, <laughs> it's a solid vehicle. <laughs> yeah, it was a, to- actually it was a Corolla Sport. All right, money bags. Um, <laughs> and let's see, what else was I listening to? What are the bands? You know the bands. Like the Chris used, Black. maybe? No, not the used. Oh, I had a conversation with my boyfriend the other day talking about AFI because AFI used to be cool and then they were like real metal and then they became crazy, right? Is that true? No, that's, they became no, they, at a certain point, AFI in their... in their They were from the 90s. In their like, salad days, like they, were, they were cool. Yeah, that was what I was they, told. No, that is... Your, well, your boyfriend is correct. I mean... Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to say AFI was ever cool, though. I think that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Chris, you wasn't there. I, I actually was, I was there, Jason, unfortunately. 
But I love this reoccurring theme of, of, of this. Maybe we should talk to a lot of people your age on the show, but this, this, this genre comes up a lot. And I'm glad that you found a place for your, um, you know, your angst, uh, at, but at it wasn't, it wasn't angst. Like I didn't can, I don't know. I wasn't like listening to dashboard confessional and like feeling it. I don't have, you know what I mean? Like you are as heartless as you seem. I understand now. So even then okay. you had, you had, you weren't, you weren't <laughs> developing emotions. <laughs> I was sad. I was sad. I was sad. I wasn't mean. I wasn't mean though. I was sad. I also, now I'm thinking death cab for cutie. I remember when my friend's older brother played Death Cab for Cutie for us for the first time, all of the classics. Classics, yeah. That, that, yeah. <laughs> Death Cab for Cutie is actually one of those bands that I re- deeply despise, even though they really? have some good songs. I just find him deeply uncool. Well, that's his. That's his cross to bear, mm-hmm. though. Sure. Like everybody sure. hates him, even though they were a significant band, and uh, he point. made a misstep by marrying De- Zoe Deschanel. Not un- not unlike a Takashi Six Nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Him and Takashi. Somebody, you know, he walks so Takashi could run. I think that <laughs> I think Zoe Deschanel has made a worse choice dating the property brother than like comparative as far as choices go. I think for him, any guy in like a big emo band to date or marry a celebrity, like look at look at the Madden brothers from Good Charlotte. Those guys oh, are yeah. absolutely crushing. They're married to Cameron Diaz and Nicole Richie. That's like a list behavior. I didn't know they were married to Cameron Diaz. Oh yeah, yeah. Ben, and are they Benji is married to Cameron, and they might, have, very they might have some oh. kids. Whoa. Yeah, they they have got, kids. They got, I thought her thing was she wasn't going to have kids ever. I thought that was her whole. I, I don't think Cameron has kids, Jason. Please okay. watch your mouth when That's you speak to her. But also, uh, I was actually just talking about this with my life partner recently, and and I was saying like, wow, how did Benji, like the the kind of pudgy guy from Good Charlotte, you know, land this girl? And she was like, you kind of can imagine how hard it must be dating Cameron Diaz. Like as much as we all love her, mm-hmm. she must be like a you know not unlike our horse chat earlier, like a, a tough steed to tame. Do you think I thought sure. that? Well, but she hasn't had any. Has she had any scandals? Cameron, Cameron, Cameron is actually a um, wine mogul. She she has oh. a very popular, very popular wine that's available in Target stores nationwide. Mm-hmm. Go pick oh. that up. It's called I think it's called Aveline, Aveline. Okay, which okay. which actually which actually sounds like like it would be my southern sister's name or something. Yeah, um, really rings true to me. I Lauren can relate. Yeah, um, Aveline. Did you play sports though, or were you just in the books? I was on the swim team. I had to do every extracurricular so that I could get into college. <laughs> Damn, going to college, going, going, you're talking to, you're, look, I know you probably know this, but you're talking to two guys that did not attend uh, higher learning at all. That's good. Um, That's cool. Well, we have less debt than you, um, but we also don't. Oh, they paid, they paid for it, just to be clear. I was on financial aid, just so that the listeners know. Mm-hmm. We got the, we're, no, we're not, we're not paying for college. We did the math when you said West Virginia. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Please do the math. Do, yeah. Think about it. Um, but I mean, I'm sure you got, I'm sure you got a minimum of, I don't know what, like Gia Tolentino, 750K for this book. What do we think? Did you get, what do we think? Oh, I, but are you going to do the math about who published it? You should do that. Oh, yeah, Chris. Well, what, oh. what do you mean? Who published your book? Yeah. Well, I mean, it says Catapult, but I'm, I imagine that's a subsidiary of a larger company. No. This, this is an independent publisher. Yeah. All right. So you got $1,400. <laughs> I got somewhere in the middle, but um, <laughs> I got somewhere uh, between four hundred dollars and seven hundred fifty thousand yeah. dollars. You guys, let's say, point. let's say, okay, so okay, which Tesla? Should I just say it? What does it matter? Um, oh, what do you mean? What does it matter? All we this is all we care about. This is yeah. How does it not matter? Well, it was like very hard for me to sell this book, actually. Um, so why? It's so I, I really like, liked it. It's so current. Think, it's fun. It's current. I know. Um, I think like twenty. <laughs> More than twenty people turned it down. Which, Damn, do you have a do you have a sob story about you and your agent about to pack it all up and then catapult comes in at the last minute and slides a deal memo over via email? <laughs> no, there wasn't a sob story. It was just sort of like I don't know. I don't. It's it was just like sort of weird because I like write for magazines all the time. You know, like I had I was not. Second, I was, guys, I do like, this for a living. Like, where's yeah, my money? Yeah, and also the book is good. I think that the book's good. So it was very strange. Um, and everybody kept saying like everybody was trying to figure out why nobody wanted to buy it and they were like it's an experimental novel it's a european novel and then someone was finally like it's because she's mean about feminism mm. um 
but now everybody's mean about feminism. So it's <laughs> good point. Another once like. again, once again, how long God finds a thought leader to join us on this podcast? <laughs> you just had to wait for the the cultural zeitgeist to catch up with you. I mean, you just said it's not that weird of a book. It's not hard to understand. I think it's actually easy to get into because it feels like right now in a way that's like kind of nice. Like I, yeah. I don't, I can't remember the last time I've picked up a book and been like, this feels like I'm reading, like it's happening as I'm reading it, which is, I mean, I think it's hard to achieve. Yeah, and I also think like people are afraid to write novels about things that are happening now because it's like, oh, it will feel dated. And it's like, well, all mm. novels are, have a setting, right? It's odd yeah. to think that novels are timeless because they're not. Can it's I ask you why you chose time. why you chose the worst city in Europe to base this book in? Or I was hoping just- I, this is the one episode, <laughs> I listened to this episode of your episode with Emily Siegel yesterday, and I was hoping that you would ask me because I want to ask why it's the worst. <laughs> it's the best. It's just ugly, and the people aren't nice, and the food's bad for you. There's just nothing for me there. But what food are you eating? Like the food, the food well, thing is eat- such an old school I- thing. Like Lauren, I try to eat as I try to eat as little food as possible. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if you know that about this show. Uh, no, I do like the Vietnamese food was very good, uh, oh, yeah, which is a little bit of su- a, a surprise to me. But overall, I just I, I, the gruffness of the people did not sit well with my sweet Southern soul, and I'm surprised you did not have that same issue. Well, I must. I don't have a sweet Southern soul. I'm Appalachian. It's very different. We're very compatible. Look, I know. I, and, look, I know you're. I know you're addicted. That's our thing. I know you're addicted uh, to opiates, but you don't have to. You don't have yeah. to. You don't have to bring it up. Um, uh, so yeah, fit right in. Uh, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, when you live there, if you only talk to expats, the gruff Berlin. The Berliner Schnauze, I think is what it's called. Like they don't, they don't, it doesn't really bother you. You just feel bad whenever you like can't speak German and you like walk around not speaking German. Yeah, you, you, you had a, it seemed like in the, in the book, there was a lot of guilt about not being able to speak German. Oh yeah. Well now have, have you, I'm, I'm okay. Have at you German rectified? Now. I was going to ask yeah. you, have you rectified that? Yeah. And I actually am in German now. So we're maintaining, we're maintaining the gains as you would why say. Would you, uh, <laughs> why would you, why would you, of games. all the places, of all that, of all the languages to learn, German seems like one the least useful and arguably ugliest, but do you just feel, a, a, I you never, feel akin to it? I never considered it at all. Uh, I never thought about it as a country. I didn't, I went there cause I was studying abroad in London. I, was I never thought abroad. about it as a country. <laughs> Yeah, well, I didn't, you know, from West Virginia, they teach you about France and they teach yes. you, uh, I learned Spanish. So I, I mm-hmm. did Spanish from people who didn't speak Spanish fluently. That's fine. Um, <laughs> let's see. So then I was studying abroad in London and I went Gross. on like a, yeah, the me and the lads went on tour uh, to uh, Mittel Europa and our last stop was Berlin and if you've read my book you will recognize the story I went on a pub crawl with these people and I fell in love with the tour guide on the pub crawl so then after I graduated from college I moved to Berlin where the pub crawl tour guide was did we change did we change the names did we change the names in the book yeah and also he um he did lie to me like when we met he was doing the like lying on the pub crawl thing but after that he was very pure and nice what kind of lying are we talking about Oh, he just like said he went to Oxford and Classic. did. Classic. Like, yeah, it was like a bo- it was boring lies. And he said that he'd studied something and actually he'd been to a different university and studied something different and, you know, whatever. But then, yeah, I, w- I moved to Berlin and then I lived there for like two and a half years. So for two and a half years, you were just blinded by love or. You no. Just- no, we broke life. up. We broke up. It wasn't, if we broke up, but it was like, it. I don't know. My rent was 240 euros. Can we get a conversion, please? Uh, I don't know what it is. It's probably 320 or something. I don't know. 320 sounds <laughs> Is it 320? Good. I don't know. That's including all Let, Let's learn to think on our feet a little better next time. Come a little more prepared if you could. Uh, but that is, that, that is cheap. But unfortunately, much like my beloved New York City, I'm not living somewhere because it's cheap. I'm living somewhere because I want to be there. It was interesting. I mean, I don't know. I like to be in Europe. I like to be able to go places. There were lots of like, uh, yeah, I was living there because it was cheap, but <laughs> it was. <laughs> what kind of, I, well, you know, that, that 240 it, euro rent, that leaves a lot of money in the Celine wallet for drugs. And yeah. I hope that you were doing them. I was doing some drugs. I was doing moderate, but I had never like done them the way that British people do them from age 12. 
You know, like Brit- are you implying? Are you implying that British people start doing cocaine at the age of twelve? No, they do ecstasy. Mm-hmm. They're just doing tons of ecstasy all all the time. Am I wrong? Like they, at least this generation of British people, mm-hmm. it would be like, should we get some pills? And you're like, okay, uh, what kind? And they're like, what do you mean, pills? Speed? <laughs> or like they're doing speed or whatever. Uh, and so I was hanging out with lots of British people and just doing drugs on the weekend, which is fun. I was babysitting. That's our that's our that's our dream as a podcast is to. Hang out with British people and do drugs on the weekend, but, yeah. um, but unfortunately, Cheat day. unfortunately, life has life has gotten in the way. Did you um, did yeah. you pick up a love for dancing to fine Berlin techno? Yes, I think it's great. It's fun. You've not been to Berghain, have you? No, you didn't partake of Berghain. Dare to dream. Dare you know, to dream. so when we were when we were there, it was it was an extreme heat wave. I was and, there when you were there. I think we were tweeting about it briefly. Oh yeah, mom. you're right. You're right. You're right. No, you're right. Yeah. And we were going to go. We were gonna go to Bergheim in the afternoon because it was like an outdoor. They had like an outdoor thing, and then it just it just got messed up. And then I realized that I also there's probably nothing I want to do less, but feel like I should do more while, while I'm there. Um, and I would have lasted approximately one hour. You know. Yeah. Um, well, I think, and what's cool about it is the the space, as they would call it, yeah. like the it's really cool inside. Um, and I like the music and whatever. Have you I'm done? Not, like, oh, have you done? It's not that. It's just not that fun if you go at normal times like Mm. it's not that fun until like four or five in the morning so you can't start there and i think they did this controversial everybody got mad because they started charging you a bit more it used to be that you could go get a stamp at like midnight and then come back and skip the line and they started double charging you for that or charging extra and everybody got mad Mm. um that's what happens when you get too popping but i don't know the bars are really fun also I, i they're like i like to smoke inside i like the german beer i like Mm. hanging out at the germ i don't know the bars so, are good so what's what's the bar scene and smoking indoors like in ithaca new york it's schlecht as they would say it's but <laughs> but everything's like kind of <laughs> i mean everything's closed there's a cool bar down the street but it hasn't been open once uh so but we you went, said the gym the gym is open in ithaca i yeah I, I swam laps yesterday well You're swimming good. laps is good because you don't have to wear a mask and the other stuff you have to wear a mask mm. oh sweetie we don't have to wear a mask on this podcast anywhere, <laughs> so you don't have to worry you don't have to worry about us Jason's wearing a double mask though because he's a cuck, but don't worry okay. about him. That's why um, he doesn't. That's why he doesn't turn his camera on. He doesn't want you to see his double mask. That's why he sounds funny. <laughs> Please, ma'am, avert your case. <laughs> Please, ma'am. Uh, did you write this book in Berlin or were you in New York? I was in New York. I left Berlin in like tw- the end of 2014 because I was like freaking out about my ability to make money basically because mm-hmm. it's very cheap but they, there's like no work um i almost forgot um, that you worked at the failed vice vertical broadly which oh is yeah <laughs> oh and so before sick. that you have a what you hate o32c i copy edited one issue of o32c no 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 i'm Yorg, no no <laughs> you're your Yorg, Yorg is my shooter yeah i'm yeah. pro your Yorg. Okay. when i was in berlin that's who i was hanging out with and i'm like oh. if i'm hanging out with this guy Shouldn't it be better? This guy's the fucking mayor. You know, that was my well, whole thing. I'm like, this guy's like the OG. You need to have like a middle. You can't have the like too cool techno, like international bullshitters <laughs> class. And you also can't be like with people who are too wealthy because I think there are better places to be like wealthy and important. Mm. The sweet yeah, like spot is anywhere. like in the middle. Yeah. Well, the sweet spot <laughs> is like in the middle where you can really like get a lot of bang for your buck. Good point. And, good, good point. Um, I have, I have some friends from the, the broadly world. Oh yeah. Who? Yeah. Uh, Ellis Jones. Oh yeah. Um, who I like grew up with, but I oh. broadly was broadly was a, a an experiment, correct? Yeah, I mean it was uh, a woman from Jezebel started it, and I think I mean all the Vice stuff is really just like different ways to sell shit to Unilever <laughs> and stuff, right? So it was that, and I think now they own Refinery Twenty Nine. Am I wrong? Yes, they do own Refinery Twenty Nine, but I, I just I thought broadly was. I remember when that happened, though, people were a little bit like, I don't know if this is what we want from these people. I, I don't know if we just, want this. From well, Vice. the thing is, like, I never read Vice before I started working there, <laughs> and, and I just needed a job because I just moved back to New York, and I didn't. I was like temping somewhere and I needed a job and they were like, do you want to come be a writer? And I was like, okay, fine. Um, and so that's why I worked there. I don't know. Beautiful, like the people, beautiful story. The people who worked there were kind of, I, I have friends from by still, the people who worked there were pretty solid um, for the most part. Uh, but of course nobody needs it. I think that there should be like four websites and just 
like give everybody so what are those? All, all free income and free healthcare and just like call what it are, a day. Okay. Wow. Relax. It's not that kind of, this isn't that kind of, this isn't that kind of podcast. Okay. Um, no healthcare advocation. Keep, advocacy. keep your tax the rich shit out of here, please. Um, but is the, is healthcare the, um, fucking sucks. Yeah. Fuck healthcare. Yeah. Fuck healthcare. That's nerd. That's for dorks. We just, we, we, Jason, if I, if something happens to me, Jason just ties a tourniquet and we keep podcasting. Mm-hmm. We don't, yeah. we don't slow down. For the emergency yeah. room at Cedars. Goddamn right, bro. Uh, but you will get a vaccine <laughs> for science. I'll get a vaccine. I'll get a. Va- I'll get a. Va- I'll absolutely get. Do, I know a lot of people who've gotten the vaccine. Do you know a lot yeah. of people who've gotten the vaccine? Yes, I do. Or I have seen a lot of people who've gotten it. But I want well, one now. I feel jealous. There was actually an article on Failing Vice today about vaccine FOMO, and I was like, oh. "This is getting out of control." That like. People are having FOMO about getting a vaccine. Like fear of missing out on getting something that will save your life? Yes. Well, because people like, it's like a social media thing, right? To brag about your vaccine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think too. Well, there's also vax shaming now. Like if if, if they saw that I got it as a healthy person, Mm -hmm. they'd be like, he must have cut the line or paid a doctor. You know, it's It's like, it's like the, it's like the, when people were taking pictures of people in a park and like telling on them, it's the same kind of idea i'm like get i just get a fucking life but it's interesting because we (laughs) the u.s is like doing pretty well with the vaccines in comparison to western europe Mm. um except for the uk and it's very interesting to like watch the way people complain about it versus the way people who don't know that western europe is failing to do the vaccines like in germany there like no one will take the british astrazeneca vaccine (laughs) because they want the better german one and i like that like they're just like like 50 percent of the vaccines just like sit there because they they're like no look look Look, I won't drive a I won't drive a Honda. You know, I'll drive a German car, though. I understand kind of the I understand where they're coming from with that. It's not crazy, really. It's not crazy. I mean, look, life or death means different things, to different people. Lauren, you are a member of Hall People Hive. Yeah. How has your life been impacted by that? I never notice anymore when people are short. Um, mm-hmm. But must be nice. Yeah, I think I don't. I, I don't notice it either. I don't notice it. I mean, it's sort of fun. I used to be a little bit weird about it when I was young, but now I am. It's good. I look good in clothes. Like mm-hmm. that's really good. Wow. And so when you're when it's in that, when it when you're going out in the town in Ithaca, you're not afraid to put on the four inch Manolos and really stunt on. Oh, I'm not wearing the four inch. I'm not wearing heels, but but you if they're hard to walk in, like it's yeah. good. Why would I need to wear those? You don't, um, have, to, you don't have to tell me. Okay? So, so like the like the, the Netflix movie about the tall girl and the struggles of that girl. Up. Like you didn't oh, really, I didn't watch it. Okay. But you didn't experience any of that, you know, shaming of like, oh, she has big feet or she's really tall. Or... I think I had uh, I think I had bigger problems than that. <laughs> okay. uh, I mean, I think probably a little bit, and everyone's like, Do you play basketball? Which is what girls always get. But like mm-hmm. besides that, I can't maybe I've blocked it out. Maybe it's too painful. Mm-hmm. Um it just was just <laughs> annoying because I couldn't find any pants that fit. Okay. What are, what's what are the dog what are the dogs looking like there? Are we looking are we rocking a twelve size twelve Paris Hilton style or are we mm-hmm. a, are we got a, a size ten like a normal you can cop eleven shoes? eleven so it's like the, it's 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 in the a middle. Lot of converse in you your life, huh? No, shut up! I would never. Um, <laughs> you would never wear converse. I would maybe in high school. I think I wore them in high school. Um, what have I got? I mostly have. I guess I wear Vans. Mm. I wear a Chelsea boot. I'm looking at them. I got my running shoes over there. What's really annoying, and to bring back the literature angle, there's a passage in The Idiot by Elif Batuman where the protagonist goes to a shoe store and a woman tries to tell her that a size 41 in European sizes is a size 11, and the protagonist knows that it's not because it's a size 10. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And she tries to convince her to buy these shoes that are too small, and that is true. Uh, 42 <laughs> is the correct size. <laughs> uh, look, we're, look, we, we're both Jason. Unfortunately, he can't find shoes and he's forced oh, to wear no. Stacey Adams dress shoes and like Kobe's. Um, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I make it so once this podcast, once we, once we get our book advance, I'm going to buy him some, I'm going to give him some custom shoes made. Cause I think that's a luxury that every man should have, you know, how, what size are you wearing, Jason? I don't know about men's shoes either. Uh, 17. That's too big. That's too big. You gotta get them. Where mm-hmm. are you getting the shoes? What shoes are you wearing? Converse. Converse. <laughs> <laughs> Options are low. I, you know, I I hope to one day be cobbled like one of Chris's horses with a custom pair of shoes, but you know, we are not quite there yet. 
It's going to happen. I mean, L- Lauren, what is your, you know, Jason, Jason and I have a very uh, a close working and, and personal relationship. Um, do you have, it, it, do you feel that way with your agent or your editor or no one? Are you a lone wolf? I'm, I think I'm a lone wolf, unfortunately. Uh, is, that, I, is that because you're mean? Is that because you're mean to them or? No, I'm really nice. <laughs> I'm not mean at all. Um, have I been mean this entire, have I been mean this entire time? There was a big drama on Twitter yesterday about whether it was appropriate or not for people to be mean on Twitter and nice in real life. Um, uh, I'm, I'm exactly, I'm very nice in real life. Um, but unfortunately people find me mean on the internet. I wouldn't, I would disagree. The thing that's disturbing is not like being mean on the internet and being nice in real life necessarily. The thing that's disturbing to me is being mean to the same person that you are then nice to in real life, right? Like that is creepy. Are you, Mm -hmm. Uh, so you're saying, you're saying keep that same energy cheap is what you're saying. Yeah. Or don't try and talk to me if you were shit talking me three weeks ago just because it let's, was online let's, let's talk about what when did this happen to you because this feels oh, personal and recent oh it's it just happens periodically i don't have a specific thing we i don't know we all have like little annoyances but it's just interesting when they're like laid bare for like in the record right like what are i don't know one time someone wrote me an email this person that i sort of knew and was vaguely friendly with wrote me an email that was like lol funny like a line from an article and then they were on twitter shit talking the article for like hours (laughs) i would like to i wish i could interview them unfortunately i severed that relationship but uh i wish that i could like ask like what was going through your mind when this was happening? Because I find it very fascinating. What is your what is your relationship to Twitter.com? Because you're a power user. It's getting a lot more sort of depressing, but better because I'm just retweeting all of the like things about my book, which I find quite easy. But ne- but as I do that, I like come up with fewer and fewer funny things to say. And I feel more and more distant from the like Twitter brain that people participate in. Uh You've you've become a distributor, not a creator. Yeah, I've graduated. Don't but... don't come for don't come for me like that. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like your tw- I was looking at your tweets today, and I feel like they're very subdued. Subdued. I, I feel like that's because you and I maybe feel the same about some things. I feel a, mm-hmm. I feel an immediate kinship to you that we probably have a lot of things that we would agree on. Um, unfortunately. You know, um, making fun of, you know, Donald Glover rubs some people the wrong way. And um, that's, you know, that's my cross to bear. Yeah. Well, I think like what is the what is the level of celebrity at which it's like inappropriate is an interesting question. Um, mm-hmm. Like who? when do you become a public figure? Do you guys feel like hurt and betrayed when people make fun of you? Do people make fun of you? Do you know? Yeah. Yes. They do. Yes. <laughs> I think that now it's a little splintered and there's all these places where these people go to talk about podcasts. And I just, we just try not to go there. It's like, I don't need to, I don't need to participate in this. Like, but, but it's, um, I mean, I don't really care. I, I just, sometimes I think it's insane that people like don't get the joke sometimes. Yes. Where where it's like, guys, you don't realize that I'm kidding about this. You know, that, (laughs) that happens. That's the number one thing that shocks me. But I also was taught at a young age to never underestimate the stupidity of the American people. Yeah. And I think too, like there's a group of people that get it. Therefore it's possible to be gotten. And the other, it's Mm. the other people's problems that that Mm -hmm. they don't get it. But uh, in a lot of the reviews of my book, everybody's like, because it's ironic at times, like they're like, she's ironic the whole way through. And I'm like, mm, no, I actually really do have a negative opinion of a lot of people. I'm not being, it's not a joke. Right? <laughs> I, like, I'm like really making this criticism of you. Um, but I think it's like a lot of people in the media in particular feel just oppressed by Chapo Trap House and that like le- they let that out in various ways. Like they do not, mm. they feel that that sense of humor is the dominant one when actually it is just a very like loud section of their Twitter mm. universe that they well, follow I mean, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Twitter is Twitter is definitely, I mean, when you, like I was in Atlanta f- for a little while with my family and just like being around normal people that aren't logged on all day was the most eye-opening thing that could have. It was a gift. It was my Christmas gift to be like, oh, you guys don't care about stuff because you're not just constantly in a vacuum talking yeah. about it all day long. It just doesn't matter. Yes. Um, 
unfortunately for me, I'm too far gone and will never log off. So it's not going <laughs> to, I didn't learn, I didn't learn anything necessarily. It was just nice to see that behavior exhibited. What do you ever have an experience, which I find very disturbing where someone that, you know, is not online at all. And they start saying things that sound as if they've come from Twitter and you know that they've learned it through some sort of pipeline, like Twitter to, to mainstream pipeline. Mm. I don't know people that aren't online. That that's the problem. I, I can't think of one person I know that's not online. So you, no, you're, no you're doing like the mental journey of of something that you saw start on Twitter and then how it trickled down into what's a good? I mean, a lot of feminist stuff or like social justice stuff like comes mm-hmm. from. I think it doesn't come from social media, but the sort of cliche ways that people phrase it over and over, and then you hear people talking about. In my book, there's like an this woman is like the government is policing women's bodies, and it's just like. No one actually talks like that. So you've <laughs> learned it from, maybe you've learned it from an op-ed, but the person who's writing the op-ed is on Twitter all day long, right? So mm-hmm. the language just like trickles down in a way that like it doesn't make sense to me at least to say that Twitter is somehow like different or special because like everybody who's in charge of the world is on Twitter also. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool very cool to kind of put me in that category i really i really appreciate yeah. it. very twitter-esque to take that as a personal compliment as well the elite of the course. elite oh, mm-hmm. yeah we're the elite jason what is this so you you know you have gotten i mean honestly it, it's been fucking lauren week for a while on, on the world wide web and yeah. i have to say i have to say i'm proud of you you know it's it's Thanks. it's um You've gotten all that blue chip press that we all desperately crave, and and I hope that your publisher. I hope this is moving the motherfucking needle. Is it? Is it? Because I I saw that you said the book's in the fourth printing. That's fucked up. Yeah, it's good, right? That's good. <laughs> I think it's good. Um, you know, like books do not sell very well. So, like, mm-hmm. I think I read somewhere recently that the average hardcover book sells three thousand copies. So we're doing very well. Uh, and, uh, but it's, it's just weird to be like, I don't know. I don't know how many copies I sold. I know how many copies I sold the first weekend since then. I don't know. But, um, it's very weird to see such a small number and be like, this is the, this is the absolute fucking dream right now. Like I'm, well, you know what I mean? I feel like that's true about, I mean, even when I see like billboard chart numbers, I'm like, this is number one. It's 60,000 copies. It used to be half a million, you know, it's like, it, it changes. It has changed quite a lot, but is it, so it's 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 out in hardback now, and, and we have a paperback coming. Paperback back usually comes like in about a year. A and year? Hoping- That's too long. Yeah, well, they want to sell the hard hardback. What about audiobook? There is an audiobook. Got- it's very wonderfully narrated by a woman named Rebecca Lohman. Why didn't you do it? I've got gotten- Jason can't read good. Yeah, why didn't you do it? I don't know. They didn't ask me to do it, which I think because I got this weird <laughs> voice. I got this like weird bad voice. I don't know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like from changing my accent, but it's like a weird shrill. Um, you know, I'm just not good at reading, but I'm glad that I didn't have yeah, to do it because I've heard you it's have really, a nice voice. Thank you. I've heard it's really hard uh, that it takes several days and you get very tired doing it. Yeah. I mean, that's how I think about reading books as well. I mean, without even a microphone or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, Jason. Yeah. Jason doesn't read good. That's why he asked. You know, we were reviewing you for this show. He was making sure he could listen to all the articles about you. You know, he wanted to, he wanted to listen. He didn't want to read. Well, that's fine. I think that's good. Is that bad? I don't know. Or do you have shame about that? Mm, no, not really. I mean, I listen to podcasts. I listen to audio books, and I, I could listen to any article. While I just like yeah, the, I, I just the autumn. Yeah, yeah, or like Pocket, or you know, all these apps where you can just do that. But it's hard for me to just sit down and focus. I like being able to do other things, multitask, do the dishes while I'm listening to a book or whatever, something like that. Yeah, I can't. I am patient, so I don't listen to things that often but i could i can <laughs> i could we're not making you um, do anything you don't want to do no i don't yeah if you were, look you can listen you can listen to the ben shapiro podcast on your time like that's no. up to you like if you want to listen to the yeah, do you listen to any podcasts on a, on, a, on a normal basis no i don't listen to any pods anymore actually uh i've been listening to npr like in the i don't know but like no no i don't listen to any podcast what about your life partner you should put the professor on to how long gone he might it might help him relate to his students <laughs> do you know something I, I don't know that he'll get mad about this this is just interesting so he maybe last fall or something he brought up tavi gevinson to his students and they didn't know who she was 
Like she's too old. Yeah, she's like she's like the older millennial <laughs> or like the millennial's idea of a young person. And now we are too old to like know what young people even are. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's only 24. I know, but yeah, yeah she is, but I feel like she's Isn't been in our weird? lives, you know, for over a decade now. Yeah, she has, but that's why it's strange that the young people don't know. <laughs> yeah, Jason, mm-hmm. Jason, we know you were you were an early rookie reader, so I'm glad <laughs> you've been in your life for a decade. I like now. to support. I like to support. No, you're probably reading her blog, her blog spot, which I can't remember what it was called. I, I did not. I was very aware of her the whole time, but mm-hmm. I never cho- chose to dive in because it just seemed like it wasn't for me. It probably was not. Well, I don't um, think it was for you. <laughs> it was guys, definitely not for you. <laughs> guys, I can be interested in what I want to be interested in. Fuck both of you, okay? Yeah. Do you have okay. any so so do you pay for any Substacks, Patreons? Like are you pay, are you down to clown with that or are you anti? I'm not How do you support the arts? <laughs> don't come off she's she's about to come off with her little snob. Well, I do. I have a free subscription to the London Review of Books. Um, I've, I've it's not worker. free. It's fifty bucks a year. It's actually like I'm like I just, I do believe that if you write for a magazine, you should get a subscription to it for free, and nobody does that, and I find that very annoying. Funny you say that. Just quickly, Jason. I don't want to boast, but I did receive a direct message from Alternative Press offering to send me a free subscription. Jason, did you receive that? No, I did receive a message from them saying, "Great pod." So. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I just want to say that legacy legacy media is giving out free subscriptions, so you should feel snubbed. Um, I do, I do. I'm like uh, the New Yorker subscription is extremely. It's like 150 bucks a year. How many articles do you think you need to write for a magazine uh, annually so you can receive a free one. subscription? I think one? you should write if you write one <laughs> so article one, for a you're magazine, a lifelong. You should get a year subscription. It's like well, because if you write for the New Yorker, if you write for the New Yorker online, it's like I think a thousand bucks. I don't know what it is, but it's like. Mm-hmm. A thousand bucks, and then if you write for the print, it's like a lot more, right? So they can add a hundred dollars extra onto your tab to give you a free subscription, and it, right? and it does um, cost them nothing at the end of the day as well. Yeah, yeah, uh, but no. So I just did my taxes the other day and put all my magazine subscriptions, but I don't have any Substacks and I don't have any Patreons. Mm-hmm. Do you? What do you? Ha- how many do you have? I don't. I don't subscribe to fucking anything. I subscribe to. I subscribe to. A f- I guess I, I pay for Blackbird Spy Plane and I pay for the Brett Easton Ellis podcast, but I've ne- I don't listen to the oh. Brett Easton Ellis podcast anymore. Sometimes it, I'm just not like a film guy, so I don't care about some of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it's when it's him and someone good, I just like he he kind of because he's a writer, he starts the show with like a essay of prepared remarks that I okay. actually quite I quite like, and it, it can be about a little bit of everything, and then it sets it up. But I I do like it. I just I don't. That's the problem with all that shit, though. It's like I don't. I don't know. I just, because it's not a regular podcast in my fucking feed, I, I don't think about it. Like, I don't think to go, like, click the extra times to actually listen to it. I think I waste so much time during the day that I can't listen to a podcast. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I, I'm trying to work and then I just waste my whole day. And so then I can't justify listening to a podcast. <clears throat> what's anyway. your, what's your number one time waster? Uh, Twitter.com, obviously. Mm. Uh, are you working on book number two right now, Lauren? What are you working on? on I like that basis? you guys are like trying to ask me serious questions that like that come randomly, like in the middle, and that nobody cares. We we talk at such a pace and cadence that they don't have time to realize that they don't care. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Basically, you you finish listening to this podcast an hour later. You don't know what happened, but you you were you you feel satiated somehow. That's a beautiful vision. I have two uh, ideas. I have two ideas, and I want to work on one more than the other one. But the other one. Well, is do you like, want to hear? Just tell us. Tell us both, and we'll tell you which one's better. I'm never. I would never do that. I would never. Do that. <laughs> I would never. She doesn't even. You didn't even say no. Just I would never do that. No, you can't. You can never Damn. ask that, Chris. That's that's a sacred superstitious guys, thank you guys i was kidding thank you guys i know how the process works jason i don't know if you know this but you know jason there's two published authors on this podcast and you're not one of them chris wrote a book <laughs> oh. you, have you read chris's book no but i do know about it what's it called uh it's it's more of like a list book pre-buzzfeed i did move a lot of uni- <laughs> i did move a lot of units thanks to urban outfitters i was gonna um, say was it which, at urban outfitters i wish my book were at urban was, outfitters it was a big urban outfitters uh graduation season book because it was advice for young okay. people that's great. Um, I 
uh, didn't make any money. In fact, I might have lost money actually at the end of the day when I really, if I really think about my time. You shouldn't have you paid know? your writers so much, Chris. You gotta do a, you gotta do a spreadsheet before. Jason, it's funny. It's funny you say that because our guest is a known ghostwriter. Mm-hmm. So oh, yeah. when it's time to put your when it's time to put your memoirs together, Jason, I think we know who to call. Yeah, call me. Yeah, what's your Venmo? My Venmo is the foreign oiler. <laughs> Venmo me. Uh, well, t- we do. Yeah, we can do pick work out a good rate. Okay, thank a you. Pod friendly rate. <laughs> Friends of the pod. Because I do. When you do something, when you do something like that, are there? I imagine there's two kinds of people: the people that are really involved and like want it to be like want to be involved, and the people mm-hmm. who hire you because they think they're not going to have to do anything. Is that the two um, types of people? Well, I only have ever worked with like with it kind of people who I only have like nice things to say about, basically, because they are. There is a type of celebrity who like thinks they can do it on their own, um, but like deigns to hire a ghostwriter, and that's like a bad person. But if someone's hiring a ghostwriter, they usually understand that they can't do it, so they respect that you have a skill that they lack. Mm-hmm. Um, so in general, it's like pretty normal uh i would say and i think of myself as like an accountant which is that i have a special skill that allows you know they can't do it without me but but it's not it's like a sort of almost technical Mm -hmm. you 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 simply learn the trade that they did not yeah um who out of all the people you've ghostwritten for who have been some of the more respectful names oh well (laughs) i've technically i've i've ghostwritten for one person Alyssa master monaco uh and Mm-hmm. Besides that, I cannot disclose any names because uh, mm, I, I signed Jason. an NDA. Okay. Um, which Jason, is, we which... both we both read the Jessica. We read the we read the Jessica Simpson memoir, and there's a reason it was so good. Really? Who? Yeah, it was me. Um, no, who do you know who did it? Do you know who did it? Does she have an acknowledgement no. in the back of who did no, it? No, I, I I don't I don't check. Do they have? But you could just negotiate that if, if if they have to acknowledge you or not. Yeah, usually. I mean, sometimes they won't, but but usually. You can just, they will say, like, thank you to Lauren Euler for her invaluable help on this, blah, 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 or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, the baby has been born by you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's all some like, <laughs> stupid language that just indicates, like, you should hire this person as your ghostwriter if you want to. Um, so you could look at her acknowledgments and see who did it. Can I ask you, does that come from, in your experience, are these people like fans of yours and familiar, or is this like an agent to agent deal because they, everybody thinks that you'd be the person? I did a I did a couple when I lived in Berlin, but they were like this performance artist's memoir that was like I was paid very little to do, and then I did something else too. Um, that was it's just like an advice book basically, and then which I think is a, a lot of if you're ghostwriting, like you're doing like weird CEO like advice, like how to yeah, make it to yeah, the top, yeah. that kind of stuff. Nothing weird about that. And then no, it's it's I I think it's great. It's yeah. really good money. Um, and then Alyssa was the COO of Vice, and sh- we met negotiating the union contract. I know this is no politics space, but we met negotiating the union <laughs> contract. <laughs> hey, we're union. Jason is a known union buster, so you got to be oh. careful. We're going to put a go put a rat outside of his apartment in Glendale. <laughs> no scabs allowed. No scabs. Uh, I got I have to turn off the podcast right away after you leave uh, before anyone on Twitter realizes that I've talked to a union uh, a scab. Um, no, she she was like pro union and was negotiating for the management because she used to work for Bernie Sanders and they were literally like, "You used to work for Bernie Sanders, like why don't you do it?" Uh, and so that she was good. And then I, after that. Um, it's actually, I think, kind of hard to get a millennial ghostwriter, and lots of people want someone who's young and with it. Um, mm. So it, it's just like a word of mouth thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Do you make more money ghostwriting than writing your own books? Oh yeah, I mean, I a buttload. Yeah, not a buttload. Like I make a normal salary, which if I were only living on like my writing for magazines and a book, I would not make enough money to live. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so you're saying you're saying you got you got to do one for them, one for you, a little commercial work, a little editorial. Yeah, that's totally. I think that's like yeah, pretty that's normal. normal, right? Like yep. most people have to do that. Well, my final question is, how do we get this in the hands of Kendall Jenner or Kaya Gerber? Have you already? Kaya Gerber that, had or? it. She had it. Did you see? she was on the Daily Mail? Did she do the book club with it, or she, she just had it in the on the yacht? I will send it to you. She ha- she was like clutching it in her arms outside the like with the whole cover out. Like she was papped holding it. So there's a story here about I think the next career move for you could be young Hollywood book suggester. 
Yes, you know, that seems you, like a great job. Literary stylist. Yeah, Kendall Jenner's like modeling agent was doing it for her. Like her modeling agent assistant was doing it for her. And she, honestly, she had some home runs as far as well, like she, being on the nose. I heard that she, whoever was doing it for Kendall, really liked alt-lit. Is that true? I don't know. Um, it, I mean, it, I they had Dar- she had Darcy Wilder's book and Durga's yeah. book. That's, all, that's alt-lit, I guess. Yeah, well, Durga's not alt-lit. For Darcy's book, how many copies do you think that moved seeing that photo? I have no idea. I have no idea. That's what I, I mean, how many copies does being in Kaya's book club move? I have no I'm idea. I'm looking for some that. speculation. Well, I mean, <laughs> her book club is literally like, so this week we're talking about Joan Didion. It's like, it's not like it's, it's not like, I mean, it's books they're going to sell anyway is what I'm trying to say. Right. She's not doing She's like She's picking crazy. like books. Yeah. I bet Darcy's, I bet Darcy's book, particularly because the, like the cover and the title, I bet it sold a lot because of her. Yeah. I feel like it and it really, was on a, it small, seems it very was on a small press. So it was probably yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. I should do more with those photos, but I, I don't want to like be obnoxious about it, but it was pretty funny. I mean, I don't know. Just one day I looked at Twitter and so everyone was like, Kyle Gerber's holding your book on outside the last bookstore in LA or whatever. Well, if you want to take a picture, if you want to get a screenshot now, just, 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 this will, yeah, I'll yeah. Do it. If, if you're looking for some, might be some good books for you. to get returned, this is a great way to do that. <laughs> <laughs> if you're looking to lose out on the, everybody exact is going to clientele. Hopefully you yeah. have an ironclad return policy picked up in your early yeah, days. I think, return policy from Kmart. I think it's at Amazon. Oh no. But I think too, if you don't, if they order too many books and it flops, you, they have to buy them back, which is a total disaster. Mm-hmm. Common issue in, in a lot of industries. Uh, Lauren, thank you for joining us. Um, thank you for having ab- me. An absolute pleasure. The book fake accounts is in stores now, bookshop.org, uh, amazon.com, your favorite e-reader. Um, if you're in Canada, hit the local Indigo. Um, if you're in a shitty part of Brooklyn, you can go to books or magic. It's, it's all up to you. Lauren, follow Lauren on Twitter. What's the handle? It's Lauren Euler, just my name. And I have to say about your name, I, was, I had to listen to something to pronounce it correctly, and then it was exactly how it, 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 I thought it would be, which was yeah, nice. Yeah, it does sound like it's going to be different, but it's really not. Um, apparently, it's, it's French. Oh, yeah. Oui, oui. It's actually, I mean, I would think it's German, but who knows? Who cares? Okay, this is, this is enough of your little German-loving. <laughs> okay, this this. She came on this podcast is pro is pro Germany and I don't, yeah, I wasn't Berlin. ready for that. But thank you, yeah. Get the book, guys. Fake accounts is in stores now. Lauren, it was a pleasure. Um, enjoy that beautiful Ithaca winter, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye.